Hey everyone, this is Dave Menachetti from Y&T, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Turn it up. Iron City Rocks welcomes YNT. August 4th, Hard Rock Cafe, Pittsburgh. Tickets available at showclick.com and Ides Entertainment. New album, Face Melter, available May 21st at Ides Entertainment. Special guest, Icarus Witch and My 69. An Asylum production. Get your face melted. Ladies and gentlemen, with great pleasure, I'd like to introduce to the show Dave Manichetti of the band Y&T. Dave, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Great. Hey, I wanted to uh, get in touch with you guys. We're rolling into town the first week of August, and we playing the hard rock with uh, a great local band, Icarus Switch. Um, so we wanted to just get reacquainted with what Y&T has been up to. You know, the band was obviously on a hiatus for a period of time, and then... Uh, kind of in the new millennium is kind of reformed and, and I've seen kind of a resurgence in the type of music that you guys play. So we wanted to get some more information on what you're up to and talk about the new album. If that's cool. Sure. No problem. I yeah, appreciate you know, that. Yeah, no problem. Do you want me just to start right off and tell you? <laughs> or did you I have a specific to. question? <laughs> oh, go ahead, Dave. You, um, whatever you want to tell us. I know you've got a new album coming out on Frontier Records, Face Melter. Do you want to talk a little bit about the writing and recording and what we can expect? Sure, absolutely, yeah. Um, this this is just going to get released on May 21st, so uh, it should be out for a couple of months before we play the show easily. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a new record for us. We haven't gone back into the studio to do anything new since, um, let's see, I guess the last one was like 1997 or something. So it's it's about 13 years since we've done a new record. Uh, the band has been out and, and touring since 2001 again, pretty strongly mainly since 2003. Uh, we we kind of kind of let things go in the 90s, and uh, just did a few you know independent records and and just played some local shows and a few little tours, sm- small stuff, but kind of kind of laid back on that for the most part and. Um, and so when we just got back together in 2001 and to, just to do a few shows, we we ended up um, finding that we really enjoyed playing again. And um, and and then we kind of took it from there, and then people started finding out that we were back together, and they started hiring us to, to play festivals in Europe again. And and then one thing led to another, and we just decided we're you know this is this is what we got to do. We we got to stick together and 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 keep this thing going. But uh, it just took us a long time before we finally got to the point where we said, you know, we got to come up with some new material. We were just touring on all the old record material, sure. and um, and that worked fine. I mean, everybody, you know, wants we have so much material that you know we never really kind of you know got stale at live performances, even year after year to the same venues. We'd always you know mix things up, but um, sure. just even for ourselves too, you know, we just felt like we we had to keep going and creating new material, so uh, we've, we decided to, to start that, and we started writing in 2008 in January and February, and then we got busy again on the road, and then we couldn't start, you know, finish the writing until January and February this year, and that's what we did, and we finished up and, and uh, did the record in pretty much record time after that. Okay. 
Now, did you um, did you do most of the writing, or was Phil involved? Phil kind of more. Yeah, um, myself and Phil. Yeah, my. Yeah, it's myself and Phil primarily. Uh, we wrote most of the material, and um, and also uh, everybody in the band, you know, had ideas and 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 put something into every song, you know, no matter what it was. But also our our other guitar player, John Nyman, uh, wrote one of the songs and co-wrote uh, two others as well. Okay, so we. So what we're going to hear on Face Melter isn't going to be, I would say, a rapid departure from the Contagious record or Mean Streak or anything like that. No, I, I don't think it's a classic sound. Yeah, I think it does. I mean, I, I, I think it's the 2010 version of the Y&T classic sound, um, only because, you know, it, it's it's not like we try and go back and rewrite things from our past, you know, and, you know, we we've come down the road quite a bit further and uh we are obviously different people than we were back in 1982 or or 1989 even you know so you know we we write the way we write now uh but you know of course we we've got all of that you know in our past and and just sort of ingrained in ourselves as far as the type of material that we write so um it's 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 certainly not a shocking departure from the past yeah, we shouldn't expect any sort of hip hop or techno uh, <laughs> music. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I doubt you did that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just your voice. I mean, it is such a signature sound. You know, it's got a certain bit of soul to it, and, and uh, certainly a passionate voice. Um, right. but it's Thank instantly you. recognizable. You know, you hear a, a Y&T song, even if you know. I just recently got a hold of the, the very first album. And even back then, you know, it's like you hear it, you know who it is. It's not, uh, right. you know, you've got a very signature sound. Um, these, As far as your live sets now, I mean, would we uh, expect you're going to be blending in some of the new songs on this current tour you're on or going to be departing on this, should say? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, certainly by July, August, when we start hitting the States big, bigger, uh, then, you know, we'll, we'll be fully into uh, into playing songs off of the new record as well. Uh, you know, I mean, we're going to be playing some, some places we haven't played in a long time, such as the area that, that, that you're in. And, um, you know, th- this, is, this is something that, of course, we know that we're not going to come in and just play all new songs because these people haven't had a chance to see us in so long. So we're going to be doing a, a mix of things, we're mostly, you know, our classic stuff with maybe three new songs. You know, it depends on on uh you know what what we've got going and how it feels out there you know as 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 we start touring we kind of you know you can get the pulse of of you know how how many how much people want to hear the new material you know over over the classic stuff yeah i was actually it, you mentioned about coming to pittsburgh um i was trying to remember the last time y&t did play pittsburgh i cuz i know like i sort of became a fan of the band probably when and when a lot of people did it, the second I heard Summertime Girl, you know, it was like right. instantly I have to have that album. And right. I bought Open Fire, like, right away. But I don't remember you guys coming, you know, whatever tour you happened to be on just didn't come through Pittsburgh or, you know, if it's a yeah, yeah. time. Yeah, it's been a long time. I, I Honestly, I, I'd have to try to, you know, reconstruct in my mind every tour that we were on and which one went through Pittsburgh. But, um, you know, more, more than likely we had not toured through Pittsburgh since maybe, um, 84 or something, maybe 83 even. Um, 
it's you know it, it hadn't been uh, hadn't been very often that I remember that we actually went through Pittsburgh for some reason. Lots of other places that we've hit around that area numerous times on different tours, but uh, Pittsburgh itself, um, not very often. No, I remember when when you guys first got back together, like in two thousand one, being so jealous of the like San Francisco and some of those towns because I would see. On your website, you do some kind of one-off gigs. I'm like, boy, those guys are lucky, you know, to get to see <laughs> you guys. Because a lot of times right. bands back together, you, you have no idea how long it's going to last. Sometimes, you know, the the things sure. that broke them up in the first place might rear their ugly heads again. So we certainly will exactly. be uh, waiting for you guys. Yeah. Grace, I would say again, thank you for releasing Open Fire because it gave a kid like me at the time the chance to hear you live without having the opportunity to see it. And, but right, that, that right. set got a workout in my my cassette player. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, good old cassette players. Yeah, that's the way to go. <laughs> I, yeah, I was, well, you uh, know. Go ahead. I, I remember mine was a uh, the Chrome version of the cassette. I was like, wow, Chrome. You know, that's got to be exciting. So uh, I was so thankful <laughs> yeah, when like iTunes. High def version. <laughs> yeah, thank God for iTunes. Now you can get it in about two minutes and enjoy right. it with bonus tracks. So. That's right. That's right. right. Absolutely. To that. Um, yeah. One question we had, I actually had put something out on our website for listeners to uh, submit a question. And, and one of the ones that stuck out to me, someone asked if there was a specific woman that inspired Summertime Girls or if that was just sort of, you know, did you guys go in and try to write an, an anthemic kind of song with that track? Or how did that song actually come to pass? Yeah, I mean, amazing enough with that song was that we weren't trying to do anything. We just, we just, I just came to rehearsal one one uh, afternoon and um, uh, I I just you know picked my guitar up and just doodling as usual, and uh, I happened to to hit on that chord pattern that was the chorus of Summertime Girls, and um, that that sort of picked up somebody else's uh interest and and they they played this melody line on the guitar over the over the chorus and then it was about 2 hours later and we'd already written the thing from top to bottom so it was just a sort of a, just one of those accidental things you know when you're at rehearsal you might just happen to hit on something and I wasn't trying to do anything we just we just you know it was because I think because the chord pattern was sort of melodic in itself and then mm-hmm. uh, Joey sort of like hitting this idea for a melody, uh, it sort of wrote itself, you know. I mean, that's that's how I look at that song, uh, you know. And, and then at the end of the day, we were like, wow, this is kind of catchy. Uh, you know, maybe we could go somewhere with this on radio with a song like this. Who knows? But, yeah, it, was, it wasn't it was a forethought. It wasn't like, man, we need to write ourselves a hit single anthem or anything. It just It just turned that way at the end of the day. In yeah. fact, to be honest with you, when we when we first demoed that song and sent it to A and M along with a bunch of other songs that we were considering for our next record, A uh, and M hated it. The guy at A and M hated it. He thought it sucked, and 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 he goes, "Don't do that song on the record." And we said, "All right, whatever. That's cool. We'll, uh, you know." And then then we ended up doing a live record before we put the new studio record out. We thought, "Well, the hell with that guy. Let's do a live version of it and and uh, and put it on the record." So uh, so we we were giving A and M a a basic uh, rough mix of our live record that we were going to finish up, and uh, they heard that in the office, and and a different guy hears that song and says, oh my God, what is this song? 
<laughs> and so he freaked out, and he goes, you better go in and record this in the studio right away. And, and so th that's why, you know, there's this studio version on a live record of Summertime Girls. Yeah. It was, you know, an absolute last-minute, you know, attempt at A&M to go, well, how come we didn't know about this song? And then, of course, we told him, yeah, well, one of your A&R guys said that he took the tape and he kicked it across the parking lot when he heard it. So <laughs> that's that's your fault, not ours. <laughs> did a, um, was it the record company, or did you guys actually introduce the keyboard part to that song before? Because you know, I, I recall, Clark, the live version didn't have keyboard, but the studio yeah, version yeah. of it. Was well, that an you know attempt what? to make it even more friendly? To the radio? I, you know what? I don't remember why we did that, you know, why we added the keyboard, except that I, I remember, you know, we did the record live in this uh, in this particular uh, 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 live rolling studio that, that uh, has been used a lot over the years by a bunch of different artists. And I remember that our manager thought, let's bug the hell out of our record company and let's park in their parking lot with with this big semi truck and do and do the mixes right there on the spot, you know, so so that we can be you know front and center in their mind the whole time, you know, Y and T, Y and T, yeah. By the way, we're in your parking lot mixing our new record, and I think that's probably what what happened was is that um, uh, an old friend of ours happened to be in A and M's parking lot, you know. I guess he was trying to get a deal or doing something with something that he was involved on. And and he was a keyboard player that was that was playing with I think Eddie Money or something, somebody that we had known through through the past and and uh, and one of the guys probably had this idea hey man why don't we stick him on Summertime Girls might be a good part on that for him so it was one of those kind of things it's not like we plan almost anything you know it's just like it just you know something happens and then it, it and then it turns into something else so. Certainly, you, you struck gold. That it, you know, if you, probably if you had attended to sit down and try to write a hit single, you know, who knows what you would have come up with. But actually, I, I well, you know, we, we we I can't say that we didn't try on occasion. You know, from from record company uh, pressures and everything. You know, to try and write a a more you know uh, American radio friendly version of a Y and T song. But uh, you know, whenever we end up doing things that are not, you know, normal for us, <laughs> you know, I, I always wonder whether or not they're, they're just not going to work right or something, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I think in the long run, we, we learned our big lesson, which is, you know, follow your gut instinct on everything and, and you're generally going to do doing the right deal. Yeah. I mean, it's kept you in the business for 30 plus years, so. You can't, you can't yeah, you know, that. we all got caught into some, you know, trap at some point or another if if you were in that time frame, you know. Every record company was looking for what some other record company's artist, you know, just got a hit on the radio with, you know, and they're always like, why don't you do a song like this, you know, and we're just, you know, we're, my my independent streak, of course, is like, you know, typical Hollywood you know, they, they, they always want to do something that, that somebody else just made. It. You know, let's have another one of those rather than, you know, looking for each individual artist to come up with something new on their own. You know, it's just a typical typical pattern by which movies and, and everything else follows, you know. And honestly, that's probably what the era of music that you became popular and probably what led to its demise was that every record company was kicking out you know, a giant puffy haired band that had, yeah. you know, rock songs Absolutely. in the ballad. And unfortunately yeah. super saturation 
unfortunately put a lot of you, you know, on the outside looking in when it came to this, what was popular. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's good. I mean, you guys have kind of stuck to your guns. I don't think you've uh, had to compromise the music you make in 34 years after the release of your first album. We've got to face Yeah. Well, you know, some, some would debate, debate that, but uh, I, you know, I personally am, am proud of, you know, at least most of everything that we put out, you know, uh, there's, there's little things here and there where I, I was a little pissed off at, at, at our decision-making, but, um, you know, I mean, that's just going to happen. You know, you, you don't live a perfect life. And if you do, you're, you're one of the few out there that does. And, um, but you know, we, like I said, we learn our lesson, uh, you know, as, as, as you make a mistake, as long as you keep your eyes open and you're uh, willing to understand and learn from your mistakes, then, uh, you know, you, you usually keep keep on the on the straight and narrow. So we did, and 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 you know, we just realized that um, you know what we've got and, and and what we offer as a band has got to stand on its own, and uh, and that's the most important thing. And you know, thankfully, we learned that well enough into our career where we didn't have to screw ourselves over too hard. All right, Dave, I want to thank you for taking the time. I know you've got a busy schedule, and I don't want to hold you up. I want to thank you for taking the time to come on the show today, and we look forward to seeing you in August on the road. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I, I hope the Rock fans give us a chance and come out and see us if they haven't seen us for ever or for a long time or whatever, or you just found out about us. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't like to think that I'm bragging, but I can honestly tell you that we put on one of the best rock shows you could ever imagine because we play from the heart and soul and we play long two-hour sets and, uh, and we have good material and, and we're good players and, and uh, every night we play like it's the last night we're going to play. So, um, you know, we care about what we do and I think it comes off. So that's, that's the main thing. That's, that's what's, that's, I think the essence of a good rock show. When you guys certainly do. All right. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it. You take care of yourself. All right. Thanks. One last day. Scorpions. 8 p.m. July 5th. Trip Total Media Amphitheater at Station Square. Scorpion hits your sting in Blackout Farewell World Tour with very special guest Cinderella. Reserve seats are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com, all Ticketmaster outlets, or by phone. For VIP ticket packages and more, visit the-scorpions.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome to the show Donnie Lawless, the mastermind behind bringing Y&T to Pittsburgh. Donnie, how are you doing? I'm doing great, John. How are you doing today? I cannot complain. Um, we wanted to uh, get you on the air um, specifically to talk about the Y&T show. I know you've got kind of a special announcement you want to make, and also, just talk about some of the other shows you've kind of unveiled your summer lineup, which is extraordinary. So, um, why don't we start with talking about Y&T, uh, the show August 4th, obviously with Icarus Witch, uh, Y&T, and um, My69. Is that the entire card for that night? That is not. We just added Dofka, who, if, uh, if you're familiar with Dofka, is an amazing band uh, from the Pittsburgh area. So if you're not familiar... If you're not familiar with Dafka, shame on you. Um, it was like having Inve Malmsteen living right here in our own neck of the woods. Phenomenal guitar work. Um, so I agree. Excellent. Um, you had some information you wanted to share on the show itself. You've got kind of a special thing going on. You want to talk about that? Right. On uh, May 21st, the new Y&T album, Face Builder, is being released. 
worldwide. So us in conjunction conjunction with the Hard Rock Cafe and YMT are having a huge YMT seating release party at Eyes Entertainment here in Pittsburgh. Um, the cool thing is, is the ten people who buy the CD that day at Eyes will get a VIP pass to come into the sound check for YMT. Now, one thing I want you to remember is YMT normally doesn't let people into sound check, but they're making an exception. Uh, so we're very grateful that, for that. And uh, they're also sending us a bunch of cool gifts, like uh, they're going to send us some advanced copies of the CD and uh, some T-shirts. So really excited about that coming up May 21st at IDES. Excellent. And for those of you not familiar with IDES, um, you're obviously not from Pittsburgh and you're not a hard rock fan. IDES is kind of a, like the mecca of a hard rock uh, comic book record store right downtown uh, near the bus garage, the Greyhound bus station. So um, mark your calendars the 21st of May. Um, get yourself down there. Um, YNT, as we had um, we talked with Dave yesterday, um, only to his recollection may not have been in town since the early '80s. So uh, to be able to get in on a sound check and see them live in one night—that's um, an amazing, amazing deal. It's I, and, uh, I think it's amazing, um, and, and you're correct, John. Uh, it's been probably eighty. Seven since one since Contagious Tour since they've been here. Okay, we were trying. Dave and I were trying to figure that out because I, I became a fan of the band as probably most people did when the Open Fire record came out, and I remember I was uh, you know a teenager at the time, and I don't remember them coming. But if they, if they did, they may have snuck by me. We didn't have the internet back then to keep us abreast of all this stuff. But I, I always wanted to see them. Never had a chance. Um, you know, and a lot of bands out there. Well, you can buy your way into a sound check um, these days, you know, spend a couple hundred dollars and you get to meet and greet in a sound check. This is just for the price of the CD. So it's really, they cannot go wrong. One thing I'd like to go over, though, are the rules about sound check. Now, this is YNT preparing for the show that night. So in respect to them, there will be no type of recording devices at all. Uh, you're not, you can't record the sound check can't take pictures of the sound check. I mean, it's them doing their job. It's making sure that they sound exactly the way they need to sound for that night. So uh, I hope everybody, and I'm sure everybody will be real respectful of that. Yes. Um, and you, you've got a couple, I don't want to say a couple, you've got a boatload of similar vein shows coming up this summer. Do you want to kind of run us through your your menu of options this summer? Sure. Uh, May 1st, we have an amazing ACDC tribute show called Bon Voyage, and they, they specifically do the Bon Scott era. And uh, I recently watched some videos of them, and uh, i got to tell you, they're amazing. After that, the big one is we're going to have Lizzie Borden in town. Um, Lizzie Lizzie, along, yes. Yeah. Along with guest uh, Dofka, Icarus Witch, and Mr. Chip Demonic. Uh, that band's amazing, too, so... Uh, and that show is doing really well, so you may want to get your tickets a little early for that one. Uh, and then in June, we have a couple. It's kind of we're kind of diversifying things. Uh, we went. We're going to be doing Highway 61 June 1st, which is uh, members of Bob Dylan's band uh, that are going to be playing a tribute to Bob Dylan. So that'll be kind of neat. Okay. June 20th. June 20th, we have Bang Tango back at the Hard Rock. The last time they were here, the house was packed, and people were really into it. Um, so yeah. we're really happy with that. Get and your then, tickets early for those guys. Yes, please get your tickets early. And then the big announcement 
that's coming this week that's kind of been leaked is uh, Adler's Appetite, July 29th, back at the Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, if you were there last year, you saw an amazing show, and you'll see a, a more amazing show this year. They're going to be playing two full hours. Um, some oh. new songs from Steven's new album and uh, some stuff off Appetite for Destruction. So it would be a good mix. And hopefully... And that, that, for those not familiar, Adler's Appetite, Steven Adler, from originally from Guns N' Roses, obviously, but you're not only getting him, you're getting Chips Enough, Alex Grazi, um, and a couple other uh, a couple other guys Michael for Palmer. your money. Yeah. yeah. I told, told Alex Grazi I'm going to build him a room in my house here. Uh just because he's yeah. come through Pittsburgh so much this year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a busy, busy man. Um, right, and uh, that's going to be a good one. And then we have, of course, August 4th, Y&T. And then uh, August 27th, we have Almost Queen, which was here last year. They did it. It's called a, a Night with Queen, which sold out at the Benedum. And now they're coming to the Hard Rock Cafe to pay tribute to what I believe one of the best rock bands that has ever walked here at Queen. So that's a, that's a if you want tickets to that get them now because the Hard Rock's about a third of the capacity of the Benetton. So if you're wanting to see that, get them while you can. Hey, and you know what? I just want to give John a thank you too. He's uh, he's been very supportive of us, and uh, what he does is amazing. And he brings not only the national bands, but he really brings a lot of the Pittsburgh bands into the fold. And uh, does a great job with that, and I know his podcasts are growing, and I encourage everybody to listen to John and, and listen to his interviews, because he gets a lot of great information. So, again, I just want to say thank you, John. Hey, no, thank you. I appreciate the kind words. Um, this is a, a truly labor of love. I mean, I've been a music fan since uh, almost as long as I can remember playing with you know, Kiss color forms, and wow, these guitars are cool. So this is this has been something I've, I've loved being... Uh, associated with and, and I've been a lifelong music fan so this is certainly it's certainly not work. This is a you know a fun thing to do. So I appreciate your uh sentiment and I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to come on the show. I always remember back when, when I was in high school, um Ed Travisari would come on D V E and announce shows and it was always cool because we'd just be getting out of school and you get in the parking lot and turn on the turn on the car stereo and hear, oh, you know, so and so's coming to town so I'd like to, you know, as you get more shows, you're welcome to come back on the show and uh, hit us with the good news. Well, thank you. And listen, I have something wickedly sensationalizing coming up soon. So you'll be the first person we announce it with. Subtle hint there. Okay. All right, Donnie. You take care of yourself. Thanks, John. You too. We'll talk to you. Thanks. Bye. Take care.